Well, residents in East Palestine were inhaling toxic fumes. Mayor Pete was joking ho, 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 about the Chinese spy balloon his boss allowed to fly across the country. He's a funny guy. Watch this. I mean, if you look at what the American transportation systems have faced in the last two or three years, partly because of the pandemic, we've faced issues from container shipping to airline cancellations. Mm -hmm. Now we got balloons. That's right. Um, <laughs> So you're completely incompetent, completely incompetent. There's never been a cabinet secretary this flamboyantly incompetent and this so obviously uncaring, almost to the point of evil, if we're being honest about it. And then the little joke at the end, ho, 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 ho. Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Madison, and we'll be doing more coverage of the East Palestine or East Palestine, Ohio. Real Epstein versus Epstein pronunciations there, guys. But I'm going to say Palestine. I was reporting the media. People I know live in Ohio say Palestine or Palestine, so I'm gonna say Palestine. Now, a couple things are going on. First, we reported on this a little while ago. We got a couple videos here processing. Uh, forget the double upload. I posted these hours ago. For some reason, they're not processing, so I re-uploaded them. I'm gonna see what's going on with that. But we reported just a little while ago, right here, that Trump was going to head over to. Uh, Trump was the first candidate slash politician to announce, like at least presidential candidate-wise, that they were going to go to East Palestine. Sometime this week, now it's looking like Trump expedited that to be going today, possibly, in Wednesday the 22nd. But that's something, yeah, that's a rumor that came out with sources familiar. But as soon as Trump said, oh, I'm going to go to East Palestine and see if I can lend any kind of help that I, if I'm able to, all of a sudden, after damn near three straight weeks of Joe Biden, Pete Buttigieg, and FEMA sitting on their hands saying, there's no emergency in Ohio, what are y'all talking about? All of a sudden, wow, look, there's an emergency in East Palestine, Ohio. As everyone suddenly is rushing to get to East Palestine, Ohio. So let's start with watching this clip right here. Trump blasts Biden for choosing Ukraine on President's Day over Ohio, they were abandoned. And mind you, Trump won Ohio in a landslide. This specific area, East Palestine, this county, went hard for Trump in 2016 and even harder in 2020. I will put you $100 on the table right now to the charity of your choice that Donald Trump will take to Ohio in 2024. Joe Biden or the Democrats will not win Ohio anytime soon. And this is actually, fun fact, not too far from that fucking steel factory where Trump gave the famous what the hell do you have to lose speech. So Ohio is really going to be feeling that MAGA shit real soon right now. It's funny. I, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's funny to think that Donald Trump is affecting more change out of office than Joe Biden in offices. At least more change beneficially. And now I've said this before, I want Donald Trump to do well. He has a lot of shortcomings and a lot of issues I have with him from bump stock bans, so on and so forth. But coming out lately, he's delved back into the culture war shit. He's really quit shilling the fucking vaccine. I haven't heard him mention it once. He hasn't told anybody to get vaccinated in fucking many months. And over the last like three months, he's been going in, calling people names, bashing people, doing the fucking 2016 route, route while also going after pink-haired communists and Marxists in schools. Then he dropped some fucking pro-2A comments talking about 
This NSA is unconstitutional. It's like, whoa, dog. Gotta fuck. Actually, you know what? Let me look further into that statement. I walk that one back till I look into it further. That last one. Now I'm thinking about it. It's a pretty dubious source where I heard that from. So let me look into that. I think I only read that last one, but I'm saying some two-way shit. Uh, now I think about it. It may have been an audio fake. So before I actually go off saying that last part is accurate, I want to make sure to double-check that one. Hold myself accountable on air. It's important. Uh, but let's watch this clip right here. Former President Donald Trump on Monday blasts Joe Biden for spending President's Day with Ukrainians rather than the victims of the devastating train wreck in Ohio, suggesting it sent a powerful message to the neglect uh, of neglect to voters in a key election battleground state. It ain't a battleground state no more, sweetheart. And it's absolutely true. Not only that, what was it? A hundred million dollars to you to Ukraine? What did Joe Biden just drop on the drop that day? You know what? It, it will come up. I don't need to look it up. But Joe Biden drops tons. I believe, if I remember correctly, it was a hundred million dollars to Ukraine in sudden secret trip that no one knew about until after it happened. Meanwhile, for three weeks, they turned a blind eye to East Palestine, Ohio. I've been rambling. Let's get into this. I don't know if we're going to watch this full six-minute things, but, you know. Well, happy President's Day, sir. I want to ask you about the current occupant of the White House. He spent the day, President's Day, in Ukraine with President Zelensky rather than go to East Palestine and spend it with the suffering residents of Ohio. Your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's very sad, and I'll be going, uh, as you know, I'll be spending some time in Ohio where he should be, and uh, frankly, that FEMA should have been there a long time ago, and... I announced that I was going, and all of a sudden, FEMA is sending a lot of money now, and they weren't going to send anything. So I'm honored by that. But I'll be there <laughs> on Wednesday, and I look forward to that. It'll be great. Those are great people, and they were abandoned, but now I think they won't be abandoned any longer. Very sad to watch that. Again, it's really wild to think that they weren't going to do anything about this until Donald Trump was like, you know what, I'm going to go to Ohio. So let's hop over here to the Washington Examiner for our article. Watch East Palestine Mayor slams Biden Ukraine visit as slap in face. Absolutely is. He is right now putting America absolutely less. And as the president, that is the complete antithesis of his goddamn job. There is no, I don't care how many Russians or Ukrainian bodies are being blown to bits all over the fucking battlefield. We have Americans here who need help. A fraction of this fucking money. Think about all the homeless people under the bridges here. Think about all the potholes it could have fixed. Think about everything that could have been repaired with all the money sent to Ukraine. And you know, I'm someone who sits back, and for years I've been saying, yeah, socialized healthcare, medicine, schools, all these social programs are bullshit. It's all, there's no way in hell that we could fund and manage all this. But you know what's really funny? I find myself kind of stumped when I get hit with the occasional, well, we were able to do the stimulus program. Okay, yeah, that was a terrible idea. Well, the Pentagon lost $2.2 trillion. We've sent many billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine. It's like, oh. I guess we did have that money. We could do a lot of social programming. And now I'm still against the idea of social programming, but can you just imagine... I would rather us have have to be dealing with inflation if there's some measurable difference happening here, but instead we're dealing with it in 
All these benefits, air, air quotes, benefits are going to Ukraine on your dime. Remember, every single cent sent to Ukraine comes out of your paycheck, out of your brothers and your sisters and your kids and your husbands and your wives and your moms and your dads and your uncles and your aunts and your best friends and your co-workers' paychecks are all being gutted to fund this bullshit war in Ukraine. And by the way, we have an update on that too. Oh, believe that. So let's get into this first. See, it's just a video. That's what I thought. Nope, right here. You know. Yeah, I think I think he has to prove himself to you. And and Mayor, before we let you go, you saw President Joe Biden over in Ukraine. Uh, did that make you feel uh, slighted in any way? I mean, he hasn't really. You heard him. He said, "I didn't want him to ask this question." Uh, did that make you feel uh, slighted in any way? I mean, he hasn't really. Can he not hear me? I got well, straight. Let me, he asked let me... to, uh, you know, before we go. I can repeat, he said, with the president being in Ukraine today, you know, did that surprise you? Absolutely. That was the biggest slap in the face. That tells you right now he doesn't care about us. So Agreed. Uh, he can send every agency he wants to, but uh, I found that out this morning in one of the briefings that he was in the Ukraine giving millions of dollars away to people over there and not to us, and I'm furious. On so, President's Day in yeah, our country. Yeah, President's Day in our country. He's, he's uh, over in Ukraine, so that tells you what kind of guy he is. All right. Well, listen, you two hang in there. Please let us know if we can do anything. And I'm glad you're holding Alan yes, Shaw's feet to the fire. Hang in there, guys. Thank you. You know. Okay. Let's get into the article here. Let me zoom in so I can read a little bit more easily because I'm blind. East Palestine Mayor Slams Biden's Ukraine Visit as Slap in Face by Luke Gentile. Mm. Oy vey, sweet gentle media producer, February 21st, 2023, at 1.25 in the afternoon. The mayor of East Palestine, Ohio, slammed President Joe Biden Monday and called his President's Day visit to Ukraine a slap in the face. Quote, that was the biggest slap in the face, Mayor Trent Conaway told Fox News anchor Jesse Waters. Quote, that tells you right now he doesn't care about us. The community of East Palestine has been reeling since a February 3rd derailment saw a train carrying 20 cars of hazardous material. Uh, materials have 11. Uh, materials have 11 derailed. That's how it's written. It's not me having a fit or anything. Causing environmental and safety concerns to the surrounding area. Where you watch that clip here. In the wake of the toxic exposure and evacuations the Biden administration has been uh, chastated for its alleged cavalier handling of the incident. The Environmental Protection Agency and Department of Health and Human Services are among many agencies that travel to East, East Palestine to address the crisis. But Conaway said what Biden and the federal government are doing is not enough. Quote, he can send every agency he wants to, but I found... Uh, I found that out. I think you meant to say found out that this morning in one of the briefings that he was in Ukraine giving millions of dollars away to people. Was it half a billion dollars? Was it a hundred million or 500 million? Is that what it was? Damn. Uh, away to people over there and not to us. And I'm furious, he said, quote, President's Day in our country He's over in Ukraine, he added. That tells you what kind of guy he is. Absolutely. And we're going to move over here. 
from the Post Millennial. Savannah Hernandez reports Buttigieg finally plans to visit East Palestine three weeks, three fucking weeks after train derailment, toxic train derailment. Quote, I'm I'm planning like I was mayor of my hometown for eight years. We dealt with a lot of disasters, natural and human. Yeah, Buddha judge. You know what kind of surprises happened to him? You would think somebody like him with so much experience on having trains ran on, I mean, running trains, uh, he would know how to, you know, functionally have trains run for him. On <clears throat> him. Um, yeah, it's uh, by Savannah Hernandez. Published yesterday, of course, you know, February 21st, 2023. Now, moving on. It's been over 18 days since the train derailment that sent toxic chemicals into the environment of East Palestine and the Department of Transportation. Secretary Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg has finally announced that he will be making a trip to the area. During a recent appearance on ABC, Buttigieg was pressed on the Biden administration's slow response to the crisis with host George Stephanopoulos asking when Buttigieg planned to make a trip to the town. Right here. The administration has come under some fire for its response. The mayor of East Palestine has said it took nearly two weeks for the White House to contact him. There were shouts of, where's Pete Buttigieg at a town hall meeting last week. Uh, what's your response to that? When are you going to go to East Palestine? Well, I am planning to go, and uh, our folks were on the ground from the first hours. I do want to stress that... Lies! Lies! You know what? The articles are getting too old to bunk it, but fucking lies! Our, our people were on the ground since day one. Go fuck yourself! And I hate to say it, there are people who are going to believe him. There absolutely are, for no good fucking reason the NTSB needs to be able to do its work independently. But when I go, the focus is going to be on action. Look, I was mayor of my hometown for eight years. We dealt with a lot of disasters, natural and human. And one of the things I noticed very quickly is that there's two kinds of people who show up when you have that kind of disaster experience. People who are there because they have a specific job to do and are there to get something done. And people who are there to look good and have their picture taken. When I go, it will be about action on rail safety like the actions that we are calling on Congress to help us with, that we are calling on industry to take, and that we are undertaking ourselves as a department to help make sure that these kinds of things don't happen in the future. Oof. All right, moving on. As you're right here, took a uh, look at my hometown mayor, dealt with a lot of disasters. He continued, however, quote, or he, ga- he continued, however, he gave no concrete data as to when he would be making the trip. It took 10 days of residents and reporters detailing local animals dying, complaining of headaches and rashes, and raising concerns over the potentially poisoned air and water supply for Buttigieg to respond to the the derailment, tweeting, quote, I continue to be concerned about the impacts of the February 3rd train derailment near East Palestine, Ohio, and the effects on families. In the 10 days since their lives were upended. Right here, Buddha Judge. Uh, I continue to be concerned about the impacts of the February train derailment near East Palestine. <sighs> um, yeah, I just, I don't know. Nothing feels real from this mm, flamboyant fella. 
I continue to be I continue to be concerned about the impacts of the February third train derailment near East Palestine, Ohio, and the effects on the families in the ten days since their lives were upended through no fault of their own. It's important that the families have access to useful and accurate information. That's interesting. You know, I completely agree. Maybe don't arrest journalists trying to report on it, you asshole. Oh, hold on. You want people to have access to useful information, yet multiple journalists have been arrested. This happened to be a Newsmax journalist. Not an independent one, not some jackass with a podcast like me. Because I will be on the grounds. Uh, I'm able to get to Palestine, Ohio. I'm just I'm scheduled to work all week. And I balance a regular 9 to 5 with this and doing civil service work. So I'm busy. And, and I'm not saying that in a way like the, the people out there are not important. That's absolutely not what I'm saying. I just have a lot of obligations here. And much like how I say we can't be sending money to Ukraine until we address the situations in our own backyard, same thing goes here. I have issues in my own backyard I need to address. I'm addressing those. Uh, I'm talking from like a work and a, um, you know, like I'm, I'm a precinct delegate, so I have meetings all the time and stuff like that. So I'm balancing a handful of things. But I do and am planning to make a trip to East Palestine, Ohio, hopefully this weekend. And I'll be filming a few hours worth of content, me exploring the woods and the waterways, getting as close, if not right up to where the train derailment is and where the carts are at my press pass with me or my press credentials with me. I'll see how far that gets me in, and maybe I'll get arrested, maybe I won't. We'll see. Bottom line is I'm going to hopefully get some interviews going on. But yeah, Evan Lambert, uh, charges dismissed for reporter arrested while covering Ohio train derailment. Evan Lambert, a News Nation, News Nation, I I, I probably said Newsmax, my bad. A News Nation reporter was arrested on February 8th while doing a live shot at a news conference where the government of Ohio was speaking. Let's see. Is this footage that he was shooting? Residents may finally get some answers uh, as uh, a, t- a town hall tonight. They better get a lot of answers. Yep, uh, the town hall, 7 p.m. As we learned, the train was hauling more toxic chemicals than first reported. Governor um... Mike DeWine of Ohio says the air is safe, but you should probably drink bottled water until it's all clear. Garrett Tenney is live on the ground in East Palestine. Garrett, are you feeling safe there? How is it affecting you? Yeah, I can tell you there's a little bit of a smell still here at the site of where the train derailment took place. And we've heard that from a lot of folks here. Uh, last night, we spoke to a, a lot of people outside of a grocery store here in New Palestine. And I can tell you, they have a lot of questions that they want answers to. Many are concerned and unhappy with the response so far, with the information that they have been given uh, from officials. And as a result, they just don't trust what they're being told about it being safe to come home. They told us all of this even after Ohio Governor Mike DeWine held an hour-long press conference conference yesterday with experts from a host of state agencies to try to give some answers and guidance on the initial response, what's being done, and what the plans are going forward. With so many folks here saying they don't feel safe, here's what the governor said when our producer asked him if he'd feel comfortable coming back home if he lived here. Look, I I think that I would be drinking the bottled water, um, and I would be continuing to uh, um, find out what the tests were showing as far as the air. It's not just folks here. But it's safe. But it's safe, right, DeWine? You drink the bottled water with you, but it's safe, right? Uh, uh. 
uh, surrounding cities like Youngstown, Newcastle, and Pittsburgh are on high alert as well. And after getting a lot of criticism for being silent on this disaster for 10 days, last night, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg again tweeted about his department's response, touting the $32 million in grants it's awarded to improve hazmat response in incidents like these. Ohio Congressman Mike Turner says Secretary Pete needs to do more. Transportation, Buttigieg, uh, ought to be on this. He's been yeah. ignoring this. I think it shows he turns his back on middle America when they have uh, a crisis like this. The Department of Transportation needs to have a greater awareness of the risk and of where these hazardous materials are. As all of this unfolds here in Ohio, officials in Tucson, Arizona, are dealing with a hazmat situation of their own after a tanker carrying nitric acid rolled over on the freeway late yesterday, prompting a series of evacuation orders. And just this past hour, officials there reinstated a shelter-in-place order for a one-mile perimeter around the site of the crash after some of the acid started to leak when crews tried to take it out from the truck. We'll be keeping an eye on that throughout the day, and we'll be keeping a close eye on tonight's town hall here in New Palestine. Steve, Ainsley, Brian? All right, thank you so much. Garrett, are you wearing a mask at all during your uh, yeah. live? Live shots. Uh, you wearing a mask? You, no, it, it certainly crossed the mind, but due to the chemicals here, the particles are so small that even mm. an N95 mask is only so effective in filtering oh. out those. So mm. you can wear it for peace of mind, but in terms of how effective it is, it's going to be somewhat limited. That says a lot. Garrett, thank you. Great reporting. Yeah. All right. Moving on real quick. News Nation correspondent Evan Lambert is speaking out as charges against him following his February 8th arrest at the Ohio train derailment press conference were dropped. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost, a Republican, announced Wednesday that, quote, relevant video and document evidence do not support the charges against Lambert, who was accused of criminal trespass and disorderly conduct, quote, while journalists could conceivably be subject to criminal charges for trespassing in some situations, this incident is not one of them, Yost wrote. Quote, the reporter was lawfully present at a press conference called by, gov by the governor of the state. His conduct was consistent with the purpose of the event and his role as a reporter. Absolutely. Now that's... Uh Got the footage right here. They have a really nice camera. Oh, we'll press it in this camera. <laughs> This prick here with the earpiece should be following this. Uh, it's not on the script, I guess. This is his first Look how stressed these two pigs are. You follow the cops, a lot of them. Why are you arresting Evan? He's a national correspondent with News Nation. He's been here on the ground all week covering the story. What is the problem? Uh, uh, 
All right. Let's see. Let's read his response real quick. Quote, it is by design that reporters aren't meant to become the story. In my case, I truly did not choose this, and anyone who knows me will attest to the fact that I do not do not want nor relish in any of this extra attention, Lambert began. Quote, to all who share the video of the harassment, then, uh, then, eh, excessive force, then unjust and illegal arrest, I thank you. Quote, I'm still processing what was... Come on, dude, it's not that traumatic. I've been arrested. All right, bro. Like, come on. I've had a cop bust me right in the fucking face, dog. Like, come on, it's not that. It's not... You're you're, you're a national field correspondent. You've definitely been through way worse, and you've definitely been arrested before. I'm on your side, but, you know, shove the fucking milk in for public attention. Shit up your ass. This is you enjoying being part of the story. So don't, don't come out here and be like, oh, look, dog, I fucking... I hate being the story. Anyone who knows me will tell you I hate being part of the story, but... You know, this is so traumatic. Fuck you, it's not that traumatic. We've all been arrested. You were laid down, you were past surgery, you probably complied with every good, every demand and everything. You just mouthed off as you walked off to the cop car before you were released. It was not that traumatic for you. I know for a fact you would have had to have been arrested before. Anyone who's on any level of riot or field coverage or protest reporting has been arrested and detained and or harassed, put in handcuffs, and then forced to be like, oh, yeah, here's my state ID, here's my driver's license, and here's my, you know, my press credentials, blah, 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 blah. It happens. I don't buy the trauma, the, the trauma shit for one goddamn minute. That's you trying to become part of the story. That's you making your own. Actually, you're becoming part of the story. You're making your own little little part, your own little pocket of, of, of like a little pocket universe on the main universe that is the the trainer Roman story. I, I I fucking I'm still processing what was a traumatic event for me. Fuck you. In and again, I'm on your side, but just shove it up your ass, dude. Self righteous dickhead. In the context of a time where we are hyper-aware of how frequently some police interactions with people of color can end in much worse circumstances, blow me. Unarmed white people are more likely to be shot and killed by cops than you. So blow it, bro. Hey, NAACP found that. Not me. Not me. Not my study. Um, That is not lost on me, Lambert wrote. Quote, At the same time, as a journalist who has spent more than a decade covering crime, courts, and more recently federal law enforcement, I have I have great respect for officers who do their jobs each day with integrity, civil rights, justice, and safety at the core of their mission. But that's his statement. If you want to read more of the article, it is out. It is will be in the description below. So... Yeah, you want them to have access to accurate information, Booty Judge. Let's see. Three days later, Booty Judge then appeared on Yahoo Finance to share with the uh, concerned public what uh, concerned public that quote. While this horrible situation has gotten particularly a particularly high amount of attention, there are roughly a thousand cases of cases of a year of trains derailing. Yeah, but not with the chemicals and the fire. This is an entirely different story, you fuck. It's like if I did a backflip and all of a sudden a sinkhole opened up and I fell to my death. You know, 
Well, people, you know, they do backflips and fall and fail all the time. Yeah, but how many people do a backflip and all of a sudden end up in a sinkhole a thousand feet deep and break their fucking neck upon impact? That is what adds a unique flair to the fucking statistics, you cunt. Oh, I'm sorry. Cunts offend you, faggito. So, uh, you dick. I don't want to excite you either. Uh, look, Rail City is something that uh, uh, that has evolved a lot over the years, but there's clearly more that needs to be done because uh, while this uh, horrible situation ha- has gotten a particularly high amount of attention, there are roughly 1,000 cases a year of a train derailing. These are not even comparable. What a clown thing to say. Since the uh, since the derailment, citizens of East Palestine have also been told by the EPA that the air and water supply in the area are safe. We did a deep dive into how that's a fucking lie. With the Biden administration denying federal disaster relief for the small town last week. That was like three times in a week. Which resulted in an increased public... Yeah, again, by, the Democrats are not winning Ohio anytime soon. This resulted in increased public criticism and more calls for Buttigieg to visit the affected area as reporters began taking videos of the chemical-like sheen, it was oil and whatnot, in the river surrounding the area. Even more proof that the EPA is lying to the people of East Palestine. The water is insanely contaminated. This is a famous clip. We've all seen it. Wow. Look at all that. Look at it. It's all in the bottom of the creek bed. Now look at it. Yeah, we're safe, guys. Trust the government. The administration originally shared that the city did not qualify for FEMA funding because, quote, FEMA believed that the incident didn't qualify as a traditional disaster such as a tornado or hurricane. Go fuck yourself. Per Dan Tierney, a spokesperson for Ohio Governor Mike DeWine. However, the decision was quickly reversed just one day after former President Trump announced... I'll be making a trip to East Palestine later this week, which appears, again, uh, unconfirmed rumors are saying that he will be there today. It is Wednesday. It is Wednesday, my guys. FEMA has since announced they will be sending teams to the area with Buttigieg now admitting that his response could have come sooner. Yeah, well, you know, same complaints your boyfriend has. Quote, Oh, I'm sorry. 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 Husband. Husband. Not but buddy. Quote, We've been in the ground literally. On the ground literally since day one. Go fuck your lying self. Or your lying ass husband, I guess. From day one. To make sure we're doing our part to support, he began. Quote, I do think it's important to speak out about that. I, uh, I think it's important to speak out about that. And I could have spoken out sooner, he admitted. And what's your message to people who are concerned that the department was late to speak out on this issue? They're saying that transportation and EPA was late. 
Listen, his boyfriend has really high stamina. Man, he eats a lot of pineapple. Takes that alpha brain. He'd be doing sit-ups. He'd be bicycling every day, man. Takes a lot of time. It takes mouth and hand efforts. His husband is an all-day thing, man. So once he got his husband all satisfied, squared away, and he had his daily protein shot, then he could get involved in the situation. To the game. Wait, was he supposed to do it on an empty stomach? And speaking out and responding to the situation in East Palestine. Well, to be clear, our department was on the ground within hours, uh, helping with the response and the investigation. Again, I respect the separate role of NTSB, but we have been on the ground literally from day one uh, to make sure that uh, that we're doing our part. Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my God, stop fucking lying. Uh, I do think that it's important to speak out about that, and I could have spoken out sooner, and I'm uh, making sure that we are focused on the actions that are going to make a difference. I bet News Nation is just enjoying these interviews after what happened to their journalists. Many senators have called for Buttigieg to resign due to his lack of response, with Biden's recent visit to Ukraine stroking more criticisms as citizens across the U.S. ask why the president was able to make a trip across the seas before visiting the residents of one of the worst ecological disasters in modern-day American history. Fair questions all around, folks. Now we have one more article to get into real quick. Now, we talked about this when it first came out, why did Joe Biden deny and reject FEMA services? And and if it was these, if the re, and now let's hear it right. Let's say he's telling the truth. What changed? What so suddenly changed about the situation in East Palestine after Donald Trump said he was going there? Could it be, um? Just maybe, just perhaps in a small sense, you didn't want to be looked up, showed up by the former president that you might have to be running against later on, Biden. Or whoever the deep state or administrative state, as McAfee called it, the administrative state, may want to run. Again, not a perfect man by any means. I definitely don't think he was an inside player, but Orange Judas definitely did seem to piss y'all off. I just can't help but wonder. What, uh... What changed? You know? Biden administration defends denying FEMA aid to East Palestine after derailment. Quote, what East Palestine needs is much more expensive than what FEMA can provide. The Biden official said FEMA is on the front lines when there is a hurricane or tornado. This situation is different. Mm. Ever heard of the phrase, every little bit helps? It's the article by Olivia Rodeau. Rondau. The Biden administration refused to grant disaster relief for Ohio because, quote, East Palestine, what East Palestine needs is much more expensive than what FEMA can provide, a White House official said to, said to Fox News on one, on Friday. It was Genier Cron, uh, it was uh, Cringe John Pierre who said that to Peter Ducey. In a statement to Fox News, an official within the Biden administration said that they are, quote, mobilizing a robust multi-agency effort to support the people of East Palestine, Ohio, and that FEMA is coordinating with the Emergency Operations Center, working closely with the Ohio Emergency Management. And yet, at that particular point in time, Ohio's administration was saying, yeah, we're not hearing anything from the Biden administration. We don't know why they're saying that. We haven't heard anything from them. Their tune's now changing. Now they're rushing in. 
It's interesting, right? Officials on the scene, meanwhile, declared the burn, quote, perfect. Mike DeWine, the governor of Ohio, agreed with all of this. The people in charge, the railroad's engineers, and the state officials overseeing them had everything under control. So two days later, evacuation orders for residents were officially lifted, both in East Palestine and over the border in Pennsylvania. That was last week. In the subsequent days, a lot of people have wondered out loud, was it really a wise decision to light thousands of gallons of vinyl chloride on fire, releasing a World War I-era bioweapon into the air over a populated area? Was that a good call? And was it really safe two days later for people to go back to their homes? And if it was safe, how do we know that? Is anyone in charge actually monitoring with any accuracy the level of deadly chemicals in the air, ground, and water in and around East Palestine? Well, no, apparently nobody is. And that's highly upsetting when you think about it. Talk about a failure at all levels. The first duty of government is to protect its citizens. So it's bad. And it's very bad news for reckless politicians like Josh Shapiro and Mike DeWine, who may have helped make this disaster much worse. So tonight, both DeWine and Shapiro are desperately trying to revise their previous statements about the so-called controlled burn. Both have now decided that the toxic mushroom cloud over East Palestine, the one they signed off on and endorsed on television, was actually a bad thing. It didn't go as planned. It wasn't perfect. And both governors have now identified the villain here, not as themselves, no, of course not, but as the railroad, Norfolk Southern. Both are considering lawsuits against the company. In an act of amazingly brazen butt covering, Josh Shapiro even wrote a letter to the White House and the Transportation Department claiming that Norfolk Southern was, quote, unwilling to explore or articulate alternative courses of action to their proposed vent and burn. It was very obvious, he says, that there was probably a, quote, safer all overall approach for first responders, residents, and the environment. That was very obvious. He just never said anything about it. It's remarkable. And for the record, we are not defending Norfolk Southern here. We're only pointing out that Norfolk Southern had the strong endorsement of Josh Shapiro and Mike DeWine when it set those chemicals on fire and caused the mushroom cloud. And by the way, the Biden administration... And Mike DeWine acted as if he had no knowledge of the fire even happening in the first fucking place. Again, that man's credibility has been crippled beyond repair, and hopefully he's booted out next go-around. Fuck DeWine. Endorsed it too. My Ohio audience According is skyrocketing. Judge Biden officials were on the scene. Yet somehow they never said myself. a word about the mushroom cloud until pictures of it evoked outrage on social media. And of course they didn't. They didn't even notice. It had nothing to do with equity or climate change. East Palestine is a poor white town that voted for Trump. So honestly, who cares? No one in the Biden administration did care, and that's an atrocity. The people whose indifference made it possible should lose their jobs, beginning with Pete Buttigieg and extending to Governors Josh Shapiro and Mike DeWine. They didn't care, and they got caught not caring. Absolutely. However, what East Palestine needs is much more expensive. Read that. Read that. Okay. Can provide and continue. FEMA is on the front lines with hurricane and tornadoes. The situation. Well, then why was FEMA? Wait, I just remembered FEMA was used to clean up the BP oil spill. First off, had nothing to do with us. Second off, again, wasn't a tornado or hurricane. Was a major incident where a tankard.
fucking ripped open in the ocean and crude spilled out everywhere. We also helped that Australian thing too. All those years ago. So again, what? We can do it when it's in the oceans but not on fucking land? I'm trying to figure out what you mean there, Joe. They need help with tornadoes and shit. Fuck you. How much money did we send during that? Uh, the Obama administration sent $69 million, uh, million dollars to BP for the U.S. government's cleanup efforts. The bill was also sent to Transocean, Anadarko, Moex, Offshore, and QBE. Underwriting. Nice. On Thursday, the federal... Uh, mm, the Federal Emergency Management uh, Agency, FEMA, turned down Ohio Governor Mike DeWine's request for disaster relief after the derail, derailed Northfolk Southern Railroad train released toxic chemicals into the town of East Palestine. FEMA continues to advise the uh, Ohio uh, advise that Ohio is not eligible for assistance at this ooh, at this time. DeWine said on Twitter. I spoke with the White House early this morning to address the need for federal help in East Palestine as the result of this convention uh, conversation. My apologies. I've requested assistance from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health and Emergency Response Team, and the CDC to provide direct support. The DeWine administration has been in daily contact with FEMA to discuss the need for federal support, but FEMA continues to advise that Ohio is not eligible for assistance at this time. I will continue to work with FEMA to determine uh, what assistance can be provided. Let's go down here a little bit. Quote, the statement needed, uh, the state needed to help, uh, help, sorry, restart. Quote, the state needed help testing the water and air the epa is providing it they called it they called for an investigation into the derailment the department of transportation is on it the government today asked for help to conduct additional public health uh testing and assessments we're deploying teams from hhs and the cdc to get that done the official added each federal agency has its own unique role here and we've mobilized mobilized an interagency team to get the people of east palestine the support they need the fema snub comes 2 weeks after 38 train cars worth of vinyl chloride as well as multiple 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 other chemicals a dangerous colorless gas derailed in northeastern Ohio village as a means of disposing of the gas Northfolk Southern decided to release the hazardous fumes into the air chemical spillage made its way into the water killing off thousands of local fish as well as animals including domesticated chickens and foxes according to Fox 9 according to the local outlet at least eight suits have already been filed against the railroad company quote seeking class action status with more than $5 million in damages. State Attorney General Dave Eust also threatened to sue in a letter written, uh, writing, quote, The population which continues to be contaminated 
uh, contaminated the area around, or the pollution which continues to contaminate the area around East Palestine created a nuisance damaging natural resources and caused environmental harm. In response to the outrage, the locals, Norfolk Southern Railroad President and CEO Alan H. Herschel, uh, sorry, Alan H. Shaw, my apologies, released a statement writing, quote, I know you have some questions about whether Norfolk Southern will be here to help make things right. My simple answer is that we are here and will stay here as long as it takes to ensure your safety and to help Palestine recover and thrive. Our work is underway. Crews are cleaning up the site thoroughly, responsibly, and safely. Our families, our Family Assistance Center is helping community members meet immediate needs together with local health officials we have implemented a comprehensive testing program to ensure the safety of East Palestine's water, air, and soil, and we have established a $1 million community support fund as a down payment on our commitment to help rebuild, he said. And that brings us to the end of this article and this episode of Inside Four Walls. I am going to keep following the story as it unfolds, and again, I'm working on getting out to East Palestine, Ohio, myself to film a little bit of what's going on out there. And until that happens, I'm going to keep covering as the news unfolds. Uh, there is something with that Joe Biden and Zelensky meeting I'm looking into right now that I may report on if I get enough information about it. So until next time, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. If you think there's anything I missed or anything you want me to look into further, please leave the links in the, in the comments below. All references and items used in this ep- episode will be in the description below. And until next time, I've been your host, James Madison, and this has been Inside Four Walls. Peace.